0: Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Well, good morning,
1: everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network for this Monday, October 31st. We thank you for listening to AFR. Hope you're having a nice day. Uh Tim
2: Wildman here with Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. I want to say yes. I want to say happy birthday to my wife today. Yes, on the day that many people celebrate as Hall- Halloween. Right. It's my yeah. wife's birthday.
1: Well, ironically, my own, my wife's birthday was yesterday.
2: Really? And we didn't I, even know this. Yeah. Oh,
1: I, I, I did, never, I've known yeah. you for
2: forever just Yeah. Saying, no. <laughs>
1: Fred? Good any to be bir- with you today. And, and, any birthdays? And and it is not my wife's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife was yesterday and yours is today. Today. Yeah. So what did you get her or where are you taking her? Or?
2: Uh we actually had uh our family uh dinner. My son and his wife cooked yeah. out for us on uh, Saturday. We had a big cookout. And um and I did buy her something. I don't want to say, you know, what it is. Sure. Uh, w- uh, something. Cause she, you don't want to be judging whether it's cheap or not. It wasn't is cheap. That, uh, was it wasn't? No. <laughs> he went all out this year.
1: <laughs> bought her a, all right. I just, you, I just. You I just, bought her a vacuum cleaner? <laughs> <laughs> what, I mean, is there. Is it, I,
2: I will say this. I'm not going to ask you more I don't want to get too
1: personal here.
2: <laughs> no, it's. Do you want to say anything though for yourself? I, I you want me to, to say it what it was? <laughs> it, it, uh, it wasn't extravagant. It was uh just something she'd been needing right, and it was sure. not cheap, but I do want to say this and I will say this out loud because both my father-in-law and my mother-in-law have gone on to heaven. But my wife tells me that my father-in-law one year for my mother-in-law's birthday got her a new floor buffer <laughs> which did not go over well. Wow. <laughs> I think he was just thinking, well, it's a practical gift, and but that's not exactly the kind of thing you get for your spouse on Uh, on their birthday. I think when I was
1: uh, nine, I got my one year old brother an electronic football game.
2: Oh, I remember you mean the one on the tabletop thing.
1: Yeah, you remember that? Oh, yeah, the early seventies. Yeah, but did you not hear what I just said? You got your brother. I was nine. He was one. No, no I did not. <laughs> and I bought. him. I didn't buy him anything. My my mom got it for him on my behalf. I was not paying attention. Yeah. Mark is uh,
2: he's he's the, eight years eight younger. Years sugar? Okay. Yeah.
1: So I got him a. He didn't use that. It was already <laughs> worn out. But the time he got <laughs> old enough to know what was going on. That's you classic. Remember, you remember those little? You remember the That was. Boy, when you think back, those those elect and those were avant garde at the mm-hmm. time. Those were like the big deal. Remember oh those, yes, I remember the elect. That. You put the player, you put the players on the field for the electric football game. Is that what it was called? Yeah, it was electric football. And, and they, of course, there's no rhyme or reason to what they're doing. No, the players. It was just the the uh, fun of watching players plastic players i guess they were running to each other well you'd
2: you'd set them up yeah and and there was a little tiny football that you put in the hand of the quarterback yeah okay and then when you were ready to start the play you'd press a button and the little table would vibrate (laughs) and then the players would go and what you would do the quarterback could either you'd put it in his hand and you could press a click a little button and it would throw that little rubber football and if it hit the player that was downfield, it was a completed pass. Yeah, I
1: don't remember that aspect of it. I just remember the board shaking like an earthquake for, and then the players going uh, random
2: and, and, and completely random. random. And so I just want to say to all you yeah. young people who play uh, Madden football on, I know you just need to light years, count your lucky stars, or whatever you want to do. I was going to say thank the Lord above, but I don't think He cares. But you ought to, you ought to just. Be grateful right. for the fact that yes. you have that. We had that. This <laughs> other that I just described. And that was and that's why we always went outside to play football because Hello. you'd play that for twenty minutes and go, This is stupid. Oh, Let's go outside. I just remember the electric football games. Yeah. Now, Brent, do you remember that? Brent Creeley, our producer. you you're what are you, forty? I don't remember it. And no, I'm not forty. Not yet. Okay. Thirty six. Thirty six. All
1: right. Look it up. It'd be good for your little trip down nostalgia lane, there, Brent, I just someday. know a
3: table sitting there vibrating, man. <laughs> That's what it me was. Me with two kids now, I know that would get <laughs> on my nerves. Right,
2: <laughs> you got enough of that, right? Right. Uh, now, Fred, did you ever heard of that? I know you. Nope. You had the table hockey, right? Yes. And I, I, yes. I, I, I got very good. We had a high. We had a league in high school uh, what, of the table really? hockey. Really? Yeah. It was serious. What is man. table hockey exactly? Is that is that with, like foosball? The little slides. Yeah, foosball. Yeah. It's. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's that you play from each end of mm. the hockey. Foosball, you play from the sides. Okay. But anyway.
1: Anyway, I'm just looking up uh, Google electric football games. I got to go check this out after the show here. Are we? I can read it from it now. You yes, I'm it. sure our listeners are loving this. I can read
2: the Wikipedia now if you <laughs> want me to on the electric football. Our game. listeners are going. Yes, more more of this more discussion, of this. please.
1: All right. Uh, we Ed, tell folks how they can join us on that their internet.
2: Well, you can watch us on Facebook or YouTube simply by searching for the name of this program, Today's Issues, and clicking through. Or you can go to our own streaming platform, streaming.afa.net. There, Tim, you happy? That's all hey, I said. No, you don't want the big long explanations.
1: That was very concise to the point. I think people understand that. All right, Fred, what's happening in the in the world of? Uh of of politics and news
3: well uh the big story on friday that we woke up to there was an attack on nancy pelosi's husband paul pelosi at their home in san francisco very early on friday morning and uh what we do know now is that paul pelosi according to the official story was attacked by someone with a hammer someone that broke into his home, according to the official story. He suffered head injuries. Paul Pelosi was taken to the hospital. He has been operated on since then. His wife, Nancy Pelosi, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, said he is recovering well. Within hours of that story breaking, the left decided that this had to be related to the riot on Capitol Hill on January 6th. 2021 it was absolutely amazing someone reported that the attacker against Paul Pelosi asked Paul Pelosi where's Nancy now amongst those on the left they said that's exactly what the rioters on January 6th said where's Nancy therefore the person who attacked Paul Pelosi according to these people had to be January sixth, uh, MAGA MAGA people. All right, so that's what has happened. Just to give you an example, here's a montage: mainstream media people. Uh, that's going to be cut number five, blaming Trump J six for the Pelosi J six for the Pelosi attack. Cut five.
4: The intruder confronted Mr. Pelosi in their home, shouting, "Where is Nancy? Where is Nancy?" Debbie Dingle, That's what the intruders going through the hallways. On January 6th, we're shouting, Nancy, Nancy. This is part of the January 6th insurrection toxicity. What sort of climate of violence has been created in this country? And the answer, and you could play tapes of Donald Trump as candidate and president, urging people on uh, in a violent way...
3: So there you who have that? it. Who was
1: that last voice? Was it, that
3: Woodward? Bob Woodward? I'm not sure who it, it who sounded, it was.
1: Kind of sounded like Bob. Yeah.
3: yeah. But the bottom line is, uh, the left did not waste any time in trying to connect this attack against Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, with the MAGA crowd. Uh, well,
1: they they don't wait for any evidence to come out on any that they just it's Jesse Smollett it's. The noose in Alabama, it's, uh, you know, it's, the, all they do, I'm talking about the left. They, they just, any story that they can uh, try to make look like it's, uh, the president Trump's fault or, or it's a MAGA fault, a MAGA's fault, to make America great, uh, movement. They just, they just run with it because they want to believe it's true uh-huh. and it, of course, if you remember anything President Trump said during his administration, where he might say something which was his opinion, uh, they would they will always say without evidence President Trump says and fill in the blank. Yes. Yet the left and the liberal media, like you just heard, many in the liberal media, they do this all the time. They blame Republicans or conservatives or Christians or white nationalists without evidence. Yes. And so uh, uh, this is a weird story that's got a lot more
3: information that needs to be had to the public. You are. You're exactly right. Uh, One of the questions being asked is, Okay, who called 911? Who let the police into the house? Uh, The early police report said an unknown person opened the door to allow the police. A third person, a third person. Right. We don't know how David DePape broke into the house. No one said he broke a glass, got into a door. This all occurred at two, two thirty in the morning, right, on Friday. Now, here's here's another one. Here's here's a little bit of the police dispatch for the Pelosi attack. So this is this is you're hearing a actual audio, actual audio, dispatcher talking to officers who were called out to answer to this break-in. And I want you to listen very carefully to what the dispatcher or the police officer had to say. Cut number one.
4: Hey, priority 910-2640 Broadway, Cross of Scott and Normandy. I have a 14-hour copy. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. 12-hour back and copy. Units code three to twenty six forty Broadway for fourteen hour. Everyone, call five code three. Everyone, call the and division units on scene two six four zero Broadway. Special call, special call, medic sixty six. Location twenty six forty Broadway.
3: The person who called said David is a friend. David is the attacker. David pay. Now, did Paul
2: Pelosi? Is he the one that called nine Let,
3: me, let me, We're not clear on this. Let me read you the
1: first paragraph which is only a sentence, of the Fox News story on this, okay? Paul Pelosi was only able to call the police on his alleged attacker, David Poppy. I don't know if that's that the way you pronounce it. Or DePape. I'm DePape, not. David DePape. After saying he needed to use the bathroom. And making
2: the call from there, according to reports. Um, I've read that, too, because Paul Pelosi was supposedly charging his phone in the bathroom. Okay. So when I just read that
1: paragraph, and who knows if that's even accurate or not, right? Right. Like I say, a lot of details. The story's fluid. Yes, exactly. But if that were true, then you, you naturally say, the if one man breaks into the house of another and is attacking him with a hammer and I don't mean to sound funny here, but does he say, excuse me, uh, do you mind? I got to go to the bathroom.
2: Then I'll come back. And you can continue attacking me. Yeah, but but that what up. I, I'm not sure that's the chronology. I, I don't think any of us know the chronology. Did he attack him with the hammer after he called? or before. I, I'm just going on this
1: first paragraph by Fox News. Yeah. Uh, that Paul Pelosi was only able to call police on his alleged attacker after saying he needed to use the bathroom and making the call from there. Yeah. That to me that sounds like you're in a scuffle, you're in a fight, you're being attacked but you go, you go uh, you know, i got to go to the bathroom. I'll be back in a minute. And then you go to the bathroom and make a phone call, call 911. This That's, is a weird, strange story that needs a lot more uh,
3: details. But that paragraph answers your question, Ed. Who made the call to cops?
2: That's the way the story is
3: at this point. And who
2: describes as a friend?
3: And right. Paul, if this is all accurate, mm-hmm. then Paul Pelosi is describing his attacker as a friend.
2: Yeah. If that, if, well, if, this guy, this guy's apparently mentally ill. Okay, David DePape. All right, now th- this, th- it, it, it's a it's it like you said, Tim. This is a weird story because the reason we're thinking that he's mentally ill is his ex-life partner, Oxane Taub, yes. with whom I guess that's how you pronounce it, with whom he shares I think shares a child, two two children. Okay, she. Uh, this story describes her as a jailed nudist activist convicted on child abduction charges. So she's a she's an oddball, too. But she says he's mentally ill and has been mentally ill for a long time. So
3: We have audio of her calling okay. ABC7 uh, in San Francisco. Cut three.
0: Uh, hello, this is Gypsy Taub. I am uh, the ex-wife partner of uh, David DeBapp uh, and the mother of his children, when I met him he didn't really have uh, he was only 20 years old. He didn't have any experience in politics. He was very much in alignment with my beliefs. Uh, I have I've always been very progressive and actually I absolutely admire Nancy Pelosi. Okay
2: so this is so this is what we're, we're finding out this guy's mentally ill this this woman, his former his ex-life partner. Uh, has said uh, at one point he thought he was Jesus. He was constantly paranoid, thinking people were after him. It took a good year or two to get back to being halfway normal. So she's saying this guy's been mentally ill for a long time. You. But that his politics were progressive.
1: Yeah, before. you know what? It doesn't matter what his politics are. Quite frankly, I don't care if he's wearing a red hat it says MAGA. Right. Uh, it's it, it's uh, against the law. It's horrible. Uh, for anybody to attack someone in their, especially in their home, violently try to hurt them and kill right. them, I don't care left, right, in between. Right, that should be condemned. People are personally responsible for their actions. Uh, these these left wing media outlets just want to blame everything on, and they lose total credibility if right. if they even had any by trying to blame everything on uh, uh, President Trump or his supporters before they even know. Before they even know, like you said, you're pointing out evidence here. If that's accurate, that this guy was mentally ill and he was, uh, he identified with left wing politics. Guy, like I said, I don't care what his politics are. He's if he's if people can be mentally ill, they can be conservative, liberal, or in between, and often if they're mentally ill, they'll flip flop. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Right. I, I, there's just uh, just so many things that maybe we'll get answers today. What what I'm thinking is, does the, the house the speaker of the House of Representatives not have any more security? At her home, then a man can, a mentally ill guy can find out where she lives and then get into the house of this of, of the Speaker of the House of Representatives, third in line to be president, without anybody knowing.
2: Yeah,
0: with a
1: hammer.
2: Are there no cameras?
0: Are there there no security
2: cameras? I, I know plenty of people around here, okay, who who uh, who can look from across the country. They can go on their phone and access the cameras in their house and find out what's going on. Does the Speaker of the House not have that? And if there are cameras internally in the home of the Pelosi's, then a lot of these questions should be answered relatively quickly.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm having a hard time buying it, fellas. Uh, I'm not saying, I'm just saying somebody needs to come out and answer some very basic questions that we've raised here. That's are that are obvious, right? Uh, okay. How did the guy break into the home? What happened to the security system? Do they not have private security at their home watching their home? If they if they don't, they I, I I'm, I'm shocked that, yeah. that that wouldn't be the case.
2: Um. So, but I I like what you're saying, and then Fred, I know yeah. you you want to jump in, but I like what you're saying. It's, why can't we? Why is this not a bipartisan? Is this not bipartisan outrage? Why is that? What members of both parties' leadership saying? Right, we are joined together to to declare that violence against members of the political establishment, whatever, however you want to pronounce it, including Supreme Court justices, yes, yes. like Brett Kavanaugh when this guy went across the country. Right, I didn't see Republican leaders saying, "Well, that's the fault of Nancy Pelosi." Yeah. I mean, if if they if they had done that, I would have said that's wrong. Yeah. You don't blame politics for what this. Well, Bur- a did.
1: Bernie Sanders supporter actually shot and tried to murder a lot of Republican congressmen at the baseball field. I mean, he actually carried it out, and he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. Now, do I blame Bernie Sanders for that? No, not unless Bernie Sanders encouraged his people to act violently. I I, I wouldn't. Uh, Neither did the Republicans that I remember Uh, have anything to say uh, making Bernie Sanders uh, responsible for some nut job that happened to vote for him. Right. But yet you flip that and these uh, the democrat the, Dem- the democrats like uh Biden uh the other day, you know, when he was had a coherent moment, he was saying that uh, you know, it's being reported. Yeah. Th- that's a president of the United States saying it's being reported that the guy said where is Nancy. You don't know that. Uh-huh.
2: And it- if even if that's true, what did he mean by
1: that? Oh, yeah. What did he mean? Does he know her personally? Right. Yeah. No, but what he was trying to say, but what Biden was saying was we got to stop the violent uh, rhetoric, which I agree with that. But guess what? I don't remember the White House saying anything or Biden saying anything when Justice Kavanaugh was threatened. Right.
3: Biden was asked he- when the Kavanaugh incident occurred. Yeah, Biden was asked about it and he walked away. Okay, there never, you go. Never said anything.
1: There you go. Did the same thing about Maxine Waters saying go physically confront uh, Trump administration officials. How about,
2: how about this very self same Nancy Pelosi when asked about rioters, she said, "Well, people are going to do what people are going to do." Yeah. Well, Remember? why don't we
1: say that about people who break into homes? Right. Yes. So it's only one side for these people, and um, this,
3: and, and the, add the media into all
1: of this. You know what they're trying to do. Uh, they're trying to score political points and get sympathy votes in the midterm elections mm-hmm. by building on the narrative their their false narrative that people who vote for republican people who vote republican are 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 a threat to democracy yes. right that, that's what they're trying to do it's not going to work but that's what they're trying to do and their friends in the liberal media are joining in to try to help them carry out this as this, this uh uh, this what do you call it narrative? I guess. Yes. You could say. All right, let's let's move on. I guess we'll maybe we'll find out more today, but there are so many sto- so many questions that need to be answered here. for yes. This story and and what you played a while ago was uh, the uh, the nine one one dispatch call.
3: Yes. The, uh, say, what you're hearing is the the dispatcher and the police officer talking. Yes, and and and, and, the, and the person who called the
1: police officer, the uh, dispatcher is saying. The person who called in the nine one one says that the person who attacked him was was a friend. And David. David is
3: a friend.
2: And and the police officer says, "Yeah, I know it's a bit confusing, or something like that," because yeah, it's confusing. How could a person that is in your home with a hammer be and and you say the attack? He's a friend.
3: Yes. And the other thing is uh, the early report saying when the police arrived at the house, an unknown person. Right. open the door to let the police in weird oh. well who's that
2: yeah
1: <clears throat> hey well, hopefully we'll find out more today about this story somebody's there's a lot of holes to fill in right here Dep- and you know what
2: it's yeah. it's a very serious thing the, the the fact that the speaker that someone broke right. into the house of the speaker of the house yeah. the home of the speaker of the house
3: as far as we know they broke in
2: well that's 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 true good good point uh you know listen I don't even want to I don't even want to say what I was going to say. There are a lot of people making uh, predictions. We, we all know what you're
1: talking about yeah. without you having to say it.
2: Yeah. So I don't want to say it because you know what? That's just gossip. Right. We're going right. to wait and find out uh, what uh, actually happened. Hopefully the police and lo- other law en- members of law enforcement will be forthcoming.
1: Yeah. The but- uh, San Francisco Police Department has announced that Jussie Smollett will be assisting with the investigation. <laughs> that's, just, that's a breaking story there. <laughs> Uh, and you heard it you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I, we're probably going to be about to be banned from somebody <laughs> for me just saying that, even though it was completely uh, in jest and satire. You won't be banned on Twitter, though.
2: I, I got good news for you, Tim. John, he's a friend of mine on Facebook. Yeah. He said, please tell uh, Tim that Old South Antiques on Coley Road has two of those electric football games. <laughs>
1: Oh, go by, and check that out.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you will.
1: The, uh, Thank you, John. Oh, I just wonder, I haven't seen those in a long, long time. They're, they're antiques now, are they?
2: I'm sure. <laughs> Probably got players missing. Let's get one for Brent.
1: <laughs> I'll pitch in. i oh, find my, my Joe Namath quarterback. <laughs> I remember that one. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us.
5: We live in a day when America's families are under attack like never before. Buddy Smith, Senior Vice President of the American Family Association. The war against biblical principles rages on numerous fronts. The Internet, Hollywood, Washington, D.C., America's corporate boardrooms, and the list goes on. At American Family Association, we're committed to standing against the enemies of God, the enemies of your family and we recognize it's an impossible task without God's favor and your partnership. Thank you for being faithful to pray for this ministry, to give financially and to respond to our calls for activism. What you do on the home front is crucial to what we do on the battlefront. We praise God for your faithfulness and may he give us many victories in the battles ahead as we work together to restore our nation's biblical foundations.
4: Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash starnes. There's a good chance the FBI may be monitoring this commentary, but I really don't care. We need to talk about voter fraud, or at least the possibility of it. The other night, folks watching Fox News in Phoenix saw an interesting graphic pop up on their television screens. The graphic showed Katie Hobbs, the Democrat, defeating Kerry Lake, the Republican, in the Arizona gubernatorial race. The graphic even showed the exact number of voters who cast ballots. Well, there's just one glaring problem. The election is on November 8th, so how did they get that information? Was it a technical glitch, or was it something more nefarious? And in Pennsylvania, nearly a quarter million unverified ballots were mailed out, more than enough to change the outcome of an election there. So what's really going on here? Are these innocent mistakes, or is something else going on? The left was able to steal one election, but we're not going to let them get away with it a second time. I'm Todd Stearns.
3: A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow weak or discouraged before he has established justice on the earth. In his law, the islands will put their hope. Isaiah 42,
0: 3 and 4. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues.
1: Hey, welcome back everybody to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Today's Issues the name of this show. Ed is here with me. This is Fred, I'm Tim.
3: Uh, We've got uh, eight days till election day, Fred, is that right? And uh, yeah, it's a week from tomorrow. And we have a, a big night planned here on election night here at American Family Radio special starting at 6 o'clock Central. We will bring you all the results as they're coming in. It, 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 everybody's talking about this midterm, they're saying it is probably the most significant, exciting midterm. Uh, that we've seen in a long time here in this country.
1: Exciting Certainly direct, important. Exciting depends on what party you're a part of. <laughs> yes. Because yes. the Democrats, it's going to be depressing.
3: Yeah. Well, no, we, no, at least on the House side. The polls are pointing to that. Uh, and so much so that uh, on the weekend, uh, Joe Biden stayed home and uh, Barack Obama came out. Barack Obama has a busier uh, election campaigning schedule right now than Joe Biden does. Uh, And I think we've talked about the reasons probably for that.
1: But Joe Biden has terrible approval ratings. Yes. He's in the 30s. Yes. The economy's in a mess. People are not feeling good about uh, our country right now. uh, You got the home. All
3: 54 states, Tim, are very upset.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, before we do that story, uh, I do want to let our listeners know that a week from tomorrow night, yes. we will be on the air with our election special here on American Family Radio starting at 6 p.m. Central Time. The three of us will be uh, part of the panel. I think Walker is going to be mm-hmm. uh, on the panel. Um, I'm not sure who else. But anyway. An
3: exciting array of guests.
2: Yes, we will have a Sandy lot of guests. Rios will yep. be joining us. Others? Yeah.
3: So You do know that
2: Fred just mentioned that two minutes ago right? did you really on. yeah yeah oh, okay I, i'm sorry How probably, old are i you was right? looking i was looking at <laughs> hockey scores well hey that's okay yeah i just wanted you to know that <laughs> because what well, yeah you wanted be, you wanted me to know that because you wanted me to be embarrassed on national radio
1: well
2: i, I know I, i'm gonna buy one of those I, it, i'm gonna it, buy you it, one of those electronic it, games for christmas Tim.
1: <laughs> moving right along yeah. Moving
3: right along.
2: Moving right along. By the way, we will it have was worth an anyway. election special at 6 p.m. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a week from tomorrow night.
3: Now we have to explain why I said 54 states or I will be called a Joe Biden.
1: Yes, okay. Get ready for the whopper of the week, uh, Bob. Well, it's not whopper. whopper. And it's not
2: usually a week. It's usually a couple, a yeah. couple a week.
1: This is the president of the United States who's... Uh, wow. I mean, I don't know who's going to, his wife should tell him it's time to go, time to leave. Yeah. We, we've we got somebody, listen to this one. I mean, we've got somebody as president of the United States who every day or every other day is saying something nutty. Yeah. Okay.
3: So last week, la- late last week, it was, he said, uh, 54 States, but also. What do you mean? He said 54 States. He, he, he said, uh. He said, he was, what was it? Do we have that clip? We don't have the 54 states. Okay, no. Oh, all right. We do have some others. uh, He said,
1: was it, he said, he's, he's, uh, anyway, he said we had 54 states. Yes. And and he didn't correct himself. Nope. And I, get John Pierre...
3: Uh,
1: I guess she'll be asked about that today. I don't know what she's going to say about today is a good day. Take a sick day.
3: Yes.
1: (laughs) She may,
3: she may be asked about another statement that he made. Did you know, did you know that when Joe Biden took office, according to Joe Biden, gasoline was at $5 a gallon. Now that one, I want you to hear for yourself. Cut 15. The most common price of gas in America is $3 and 39 cents. Down from over $5 when I took office. Not sure what state he was living in at that point.
2: (laughs) State of confusion. I I know. Where where does it come from? I feel your pain. If
1: Trump had done this, if if Trump had done any one of these, uh, said that there was 54 states or that there was five, they would be...
2: The media would be going nuts. He'd be getting four Pinocchios from the Washington yeah. Post. Fact check. Yep. Fact check. And, you know. And- you know what it's become with Biden, though.
1: Uh, it, we're getting desensitized to the whoppers, yeah, and to the uh, just outright falsehoods, and 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 I don't know. You know, it's hard to when somebody's on the mental decline like he is. Obviously, it's hard to know sometimes whether it's an intentional lie. I don't know. Can you have an unintentional lie? I don't know, but in an intentional uh, mistruth or untruth, or if he's this is, the, or if he believes this in his head that this is so, because he's delusional, because he's uh, has dementia, early onset of dementia, or something of that nature. Yeah, there are you know people who uh, that's delusional people who believe things that aren't so, but to them it's so. Because they are all, because they have mental issues. You know what I'm saying? We've all known people right. like that. So maybe, I don't know wh- which one it is, but when you say there are 54 states, you don't correct yourself. Nope. And then you say, what was the other thing you said there? The gas was, the gas what, was it
2: $5, $5 and what?
3: When he came into office, gas was $5 a gallon. Now, and, see,
2: to me, that last one there, the $5 and whatever was, 30 Something sense uh to me that's worse than the 54 states the 54 i think even barack obama one time said the wrong 57. number. 57 yeah 57 you can you can slip slip of the tongue that can happen you don't realize you do it okay but that is just a bald-faced lie yeah that every everybody knows that's not true so wh- why is he but why is he saying that but it
3: goes i i get to watch the daily white house briefing On a fairly regular basis, you know, Corinne Jean Pierre is out there. Yeah. But what now? He was very specific, and he was very specifically wrong. But the picture that she tries to paint every day, because she gets tough questions, right? Peter Ducey and others. But the Peter Ducey and nobody else, (laughs) and nobody else. But, but the picture they try they try to put out there every day is that things are a whole lot better now than when he came into office. Yeah. They keep repeating that over. That's an
2: intention. that's what I'm getting at. That's an intentional lie to fool voters.
3: Yeah. Corrine Jean-Pierre isn't delusional. Right. She, that is this deliberate spin from the White House to try to convince the American people who are suffering under this economy caused by Joe Biden, his war on fossil fuel and all those other things. And they turn it right around and they say, but things are better. And, and yeah, that's they,
1: called gaslighting. It's yeah. not working. They're going to get crushed a week from
3: tomorrow. Exactly. And the mainstream media, for the most part, don't say no. That's a lie, Karine Jean Pierre. They don't catch her on, and she knows it. That she's so they to ought get to be challenged.
1: interesting because it, he may have to answer for what th- what three uh, places did we add as states yeah. that we're unaware of, and then also what what,
2: what three places? Uh, Is that what you said? Four. <laughs> Well, we got Puerto Rico. That's a territory, right? <laughs> but I'm just paying you back for the
1: <laughs> duly the, noted the thing about the, the well, the, that <laughs> karma came back to me real quick, didn't it? Uh, all right. So yeah. Which states did we add? Which states did we add? And then also, um, uh, wh- wh- where, where, where was gas $5 a gallon? Uh, <laughs> that,
2: that the president's talking about, what
5: does she when say? Took
2: off? What does she say to that? What does she say to that? The, the, especially the gas price one. She's, I think she. How did? What does she say? I, it's a good time to get COVID. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, huh? Send somebody but else out there. She can't. She can't stay sick with COVID forever, no. and and every day, well, the likelihood that some. Now she will have time to think
1: about it, and she knows it will go unchallenged. Her answer will go unchallenged, except by Peter Ducey. If he gets the chance so she does have that going for her. she knows that the White House uh, co- the people covering the White House for the most part are on her side and, and it got her back uh, that's the reason she can get by with saying that when the president calls for a deceased person to come up on stage right or four, four months after they've been passed away and then she says that's because Jean-Pierre, John carrine Pierre, says that's because the deceased person was top on the mind of of the president. And we're supposed to believe that instead of him being down the road uh, with He forgot she was dead. Huh?
2: He forgot
1: that she was dead. Yes, and that's what she should have said. You know what I'm saying? Uh, So anyway— We'll, the bottom line is, politically speaking, uh, the, the Republicans are set to take the House of Representatives after the election, and and the Senate is a big question mark because there's yes. so many close races in the United States Senate across the country that will determine which way it will go, uh-huh. or if it will stay the same. Right now, it's 50 Republicans, 48 Democrats, two the caucus, two independents that caucus with the Democrats, so it's in essence 50-50. Uh, so if the Republicans pick up one, then it's fifty-one forty-nine, fifty-two forty-eight, perhaps. Uh, if uh, you've got situations in uh three, four states that, that are worth watching, Pennsylvania, Doctor Oz has taken a this. This is the polls, okay? So the polls could change. The polls could be wrong. I'm just telling you what the what the uh the, uh, the combination of the polls say. Is that Doctor Oz? Melman Oz, yep. Um, uh, has taken a uh, slight lead mm-hmm. over a John, is it John Fetterman? John Fetterman Who's in the wake the, uh, of the debate. Is he see the Secretary of State or what is his uh, uh, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Governor. Governor. Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania, uh, Fetterman, he had a terrible debate because he's uh, basically he's suffering the, the um, results of a stroke he had back in May, yes. which makes him unable to hear or process or think clearly uh, you can it was just a disaster for him uh so that, that that race if the republicans that would be a maintain for the republicans a maintain Herschel Walker's taken a if you believe the polls has taken a 3 to 4 point lead over Warnock mm-hmm. in uh Georgia. Georgia that would be a flip
3: that's a pickup uh
1: the, the Nevada the republican there Laxalt's been ahead over the incumbent democrat uh, He's been ahead the whole way, Uh, but it's close. Three or four points again.
2: Arizona. Turnout. Turnout could determine
1: a lot. Well, and the Republicans have a lot more energy going for them than Democrats do. And in Arizona, Kelly, the Democrat, the Republican, I mean, excuse me, is being the Republican there. Masters, I guess, has caught him in the polls. And that would be a flip for the Republicans to the Democrats. Mm So there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of close races in the United States Senate uh, that, are, that are going to determine, you know, what that looks like. Yeah. yeah, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Next story, Fred.
3: But the mainstream media is doing everything possible to try to help the Democrats. Sure, they are. And there was certainly evidence of that on the weekend. Chuck Todd at NBC had his, his guest, uh, New Hampshire Governor Chris uh, Republican Governor Chris Sununu. And Chuck Todd said it was a ya yeah, but" moment, but, but do, do the people of America really want election result deniers to be elected, all right? And uh, Governor Sununu said, wait a minute, that's not what the people of America are talking about. They're talking about the economy. They're talking about crime. So I want you to listen uh, to a little bit of the exchange. This is cut number 16.
1: Each of the Democratic campaign committee heads that have done
2: uh, I've done these ads supporting election denialists. I have put on this show, I have put them under this questioning. So I go back to you. Why are you supporting an election denialist? And, and do you think the infla- inflation issue is enough uh, to comp- to sort of rationalize support for somebody who thinks school buses of voters are going to show up in New Hampshire?
4: Yeah. Yeah, let me tell you, you, you're in a bubble, man. I love it, Chuck, but you are in a bubble. If you think anybody is talking about what happened in 2020 or talking about Mar-a-Lago and all that, I know the press loves to talk about it. People are talking about what is happening in their pocketbooks every single day.
3: Yeah, and the conversation went on from there. But Governor Sununu was simply making the point. Every poll that's out there that asks the American people what's important to them right now at the economy, next is crime. uh, abortion which democrats have also tried to make a big issue that has failed for them and this election denial thing they're not winning elections because of that you know you can have all kinds of conversations and when they call election denials many times it's just that people are questioning right perhaps in some jurisdictions there are questions about how the voting was counted well, this is Stacey
1: Abrams, the, the govern, gubernatorial candidate for, in Georgia, as a Democrat. She question she she doesn't believe that she lost four right. years ago. Yes, or Hillary Clinton doesn't believe that she lost in sixteen. Those are election deniers. If, yes. if you want to look at the, defin, right. the definition of that, uh, you know what? Again, it's totally one sided. If you're a Republican and you question the results of two thousand six, uh, two thousand twenty presidential election then you're an election denier. But they don't apply the same standard to the Democrats. Right. Who did the same thing. I think even Nancy Pelosi said, you know. Well, called. Uh, in 20, 2016. Trump, called
2: Trump an an
5: illegitimate. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she tears up his, his uh, speech on national television.
2: That's from the State of the Union. State
1: of the Union. Boy, that's, that's uh, you know, that's. a Classy. Classy. So, you know, uh Chuck Todd, NBC, Was that meet the press? Yep. (laughs) So Governor Sununu of New Hampshire says you live in a bubble.
3: Yep.
2: That's a great comment because that that really does highlight what's wrong on the left because they keep going to these narratives and they keep putting forth these ideas, these different ideas, and they've been doing it since Trump, and now – People don't care about any of those things. You're right. They cared. Maybe they cared in 2020 to listen. They listened to what Democrats were saying about Trump and voted that way. Great turnout from both sides in 2020. But now here we are in 2022, about on the verge of the midterms, nobody's talking about any of that. Inflation. They don't care. Economy. That's right. The,
1: The interest rates, the housing market, fuel for the winter. I'll tell you another thing. So, I mean, what that's what Governor Sanudu is saying. That's what's top on the minds and crime. Yes. Too. yes. And you know, I saw a report last night. I sent this to you guys. I don't know. I don't have it here in front of me, though, uh, that showed that uh, the, Demo- the uh, Democrats are losing ground with uh, black voters and Hispanic voters. Yes. And they count on black voters and Hispanic voters. To vote Democrat all day, every day, mm-hmm. and they and and blacks vote. Black voters typically do; they vote about ninety percent, usually plus, for Democrats. But they were talking this report I saw last night that that may be reduced this time to like eighty mm-hmm. percent, which would be a huge blow. Yeah, Democrats and Hispanic voters. Uh, they're they're they they're moving away.
2: From the Democrats in terms we have, of a majority. Do we have the sound for that? or If, if not, I, I, this is- Sound for what? What you're talking about. I found the story that you sent to us. So this was uh, two, um, uh, two guests on Sean Hannity's program, uh, two pollsters. Uh, Matt Towery is one of them. Uh, I'm trying to look at the other guy's name. Anyway, this is what he told Sean Hannity. Um, we consistently see where the African-American vote, about 20% or more, are going for Republican candidates. When it comes to either Hispanic, Latino, or what we call others, sometimes it's a 60%, 60-something percent for the Republicans. These are things that we've never seen before. Yep. I've never seen Republican candidates getting 20% of the Afri- African-American vote this close to an election I certainly have never seen Hispanic, Latinos, or other races trending Republican like I'm seeing in this particular year. Yeah,
1: you know, now I'm just, I'm just uh, speculating here on what I'm going to say. In terms of Hispanic voters, okay, Hispanic voters. First of all, they're not a monolith, okay. Uh, so when I, I'm saying Hispanic voters, I'm saying people who are Hispanic. And they've typically they've in the past voted more Democrat than they have Republican. However, I think you're in, you're seeing more movement by the Hispanic community towards Republicans because uh, the woke garbage that's, that now controls the Democratic Party. Hispanic voters are basically conservative, family oriented. Many of them Roman Catholic or Evangelical uh they are not into transgenderism right they're not into abortion on demand they're uh they're not into uh all this woke stuff and socialism many of them left countries or their families did or their heritage is of leaving countries that have marxism and socialism and they see it for what it is happening in America, and they're rejecting it. So th- those reasons, I don't, I, you know, there's only so many. To me, there's only so much you can scream white nationalism. And the Democrats are saying, "Help us save democracy from whites, from white supremacy." That's what right. they're counting on. They're trying, right. they're counting on fooling non-white people, blacks, Hispanics, what, by by scaring them. Uh, saying you've got to help us stand against the MAGA white
2: supremacists, but you
1: know what these and they're, they're and they're saying, "What are you talking about here, MAGA white supremacists?" And go ahead.
2: Well, what what uh, polls that I read last week, what a lot of Hispanics and again, you're right. Not every Hispanic is Mexican. There's Guatemalans, and right. Central, know, American, Central Americans, Central well right Americans, Venezuela, South Americans. Okay, and what a lot of Hispanics are really afraid of is not white supremacy. They're afraid of what's going on in their schools. A lot of a lot of this awakening, as opposed to being woke, this awakening amongst uh, a lot of Hispanic voters appears to be, from what I've been reading, appears to be they're being confronted by what their kids are being taught in school. Yes. They said, we came here to give our kids a better life, not go backwards to what with the, what they're doing in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to show up at these school board meetings. And saying we don't want this stuff taught uh-huh. to our kids and that's where they're getting an earful these Hispanic voters right. about what's happening on the woke side of the aisle but if
1: Democrats if you're a Democrat strategist you got to be really worried yeah because you, you count on minority votes over to overwhelmingly go for you because you because you got to continue to tell them you got to help us stand against white supremacy because it's a threat to democracy, I'm just saying. I think they're counting on that card. Yep. Uh, win, winning, and it's not going to it's not going to carry the day any longer.
3: It's not. Huh? Ed, Ed's exactly right when it comes to education, uh, Hispanic crime, e- crime. Yes. Also, a lot of uh,
1: you know the Democrats think that hey, if we let millions of people come here who are latino or hispanic illegally just let them flood into our country by millions then we're going to get the votes of all the american hispanics because they want our country flooded with people who look like them yeah that's what they think yes and a lot of hispanics who are have been america who are been here for generations are going no I, i'm for law and order too that's right uh And so just because you're letting people in who look like me illegally means I'm going to support
3: you. Yes.
1: That's a false um, expectation. The Democratic
3: Party cannot unhook itself from the defund the police movement. That's why a lot of people are concerned about crime. They cannot unhook themselves from the whole transsexual men pretending to be girls playing on girls sports. They're all in on that. And they can't come out and say, no, 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 I think you're wrong about that. So this is the yeah. problem. The Democratic has gone so Party has gone so far left in the last right. 18 months, they cannot come back they, from that. They've left America. They've left America. I,
2: I, I was, uh, okay, I did find it. I was able to find it here. This kind of goes to what we're seeing in terms of crime, okay? Now, somebody sent this around over the weekend or last night. might have been you, Tim. Because you stay up to all hours sending us stories. I, hey, I'm here. I'm here for you. <laughs> Top Democratic prosecutors revolt against criminal justice reform law they say will destroy, guess what state? Illinois. Yeah. Illinois. Yeah. Uh, this is a Fox News story. Says a Democratic prosecutor is sounding the alarm over an Illinois law that will end uh, cash bail. And this was a law, the Safety, Accountability, Fairness, and Equity Today, there's that word, Act, was signed by Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker uh, Pritzker, in 2021. And there are Democratic prosecutors all over the state. Uh, One says, I never in my 40 years in this profession ever thought I'd see anything close to this. The intent of this law is to destroy the criminal justice system in Illinois, and I'm not going to let that happen. These are Democrats, Democrat yes. prosecutors yes. who are terrified of what's going to happen to their state. Uh, critics of the law take issue. Here's some of the provisions of this thing. It ends cash bail, so you don't have to pay to get out. You just get out. Prohibits judges from considering. Listen to this. This blows my mind. Pro, This law prohibits judges from from considering a defendant's previous behavior <laughs> when determining whether he or she is a flight risk yeah. allows a 48-hour period between the time a defendant on an electronic monitoring on an ankle bracelet leaves home without permission, and the time authorities can charge that person with escape. I know. he can commit crimes. Yes. As long as they do it within 48 hours. And you have Democratic prosecutors saying this this has got to be repealed. Yep.
1: Well, crime is a big reason why, especially in, in a mm-hmm. lot of big cities, uh, there is a reaction against the left. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens in the state of New York. Yep. But the Republican candidate for governor in a deep blue state, he's within earshot. Yep. Or is that earshot? Uh, earsh- he's, he's within striking distance. Striking distance of the Democrat incumbent. Yep. Right. We'll be back with more. Elon Musk takes over Twitter. We'll tell you about that.
0: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.